0: So, when we take the refuges, the first refuge is taking refuge in the Buddha. Now, there's a few ways that we can understand this. The Buddha was a human being, and he lived about 2,600 years ago now. And he was a human being, born just like us, living on the earth, just like us, uh, hearing teachings, uh, practicing, aspiring to uh, wake up to, well aspiring to stop suffering. That's what the Bodhisattva, before he was awakened, that's what his aspiration was. He wanted to understand why he was suffering. And I think that all of us are here for something of that reason. That there's, as much as we have, and let's face it, we're all living at the top of a heap of all humanity that has ever lived. We are in the one percent of Opportunities to make something of our life and to live healthily and with wisdom and understanding. We're all in the 1%. I know we don't like to identify with the 1%, but we are. So, but even with that, you know, there still is some discontentment in our life. And it was the Bodhisattva, he understood this, as, as regally as he might have been living, uh, he understood that there's some, there's some suffering. And he wanted to understand why and how to, uh, uh, how to understand it so we didn't suffer. How to understand the conditions of life so that they didn't suffer. So, knowing that he was a human being, when we take refuge in the Buddha, we take refuge in the possibility that we too, as a human being, could realize or come to understand what the Buddha understood. We're not so different in that way. So what did the Buddha do, actually? Well, the Buddha woke up. He woke up to the the fact of human life. And deeply. I mean, he really did the archaeology of his heart all the way to the bottom, whatever the bottom is. He got to the bottom of it. He got to the root. Of this, this existence as a human being. Really understanding suffering and the causes of suffering. And the release, release from suffering. So we can understand that uh, in, in as many different ways. When you listen to the stories of the Buddha, and when you hear about uh, different teachings from the Buddha, you can just see how profound, how liberating, how, mm, how refined the teachings and the understanding of the Buddha was. And you don't have to know much about the history of the Buddha to know, there was something pretty special about him, what he understood. And one of the reasons that we're here this week is because of what he did and what he taught. Without the Buddha, we wouldn't be here. That's how powerful his mind was. His mind set something in motion that is still actively, actively influencing a lot of people 2600 years later. That's not insignificant. So, no. when, we, when we take refuge in the Buddha, we take refuge both in the human being showing us the possibility, we take refuge in, um, here's a person that practiced, taught, walked the path of his teaching, lived with some integrity, uh, helped others at his time to understand life the way he did. Now, we have that potential. So when we take refuge in the Buddha, we might take refuge in the human being who was the Buddha. Of course, he's passed away, he's gone, he's not available here. But his teachings, his mind... Is still available, right? His understanding is still available, and so when we take refuge in uh, the Buddha, we can take we can take refuge in that human being. <clears throat> but that's kind of esoteric in, in a way. But actually, what we're doing is taking also taking refuge in the potential in our own heart to awaken, just like the Buddha. So we have this little. Uh, I can't say a little Buddha, but we have the the template of... uh, We have the potential within our own heart to awaken. And we can take refuge in that. We know we're not awake yet, we still suffer. Right? But we we know that there's this potential. We've been practicing, we can see already, that we can can know more about ourselves, we can have more understanding about ourselves. And so... Even though we're not yet, uh, finished with the work, we can take refuge in our potential. So when, when we do that, we're really acknowledging our aspiration. I would like to be able to take refuge in this potential. I can't. Sometimes I feel, you know, inadequate. Sometimes I feel vulnerable. Sometimes I'm just suffering too much and it's, I just think it's not, not possible yet. But I still have this aspiration, I still have this potential that I can take refuge in. And then if you're going to take refuge in anyone or anything like that, you should know where it's coming from. And the Buddhist teaching, you know, after the Buddha's awakening, he just thought, Well, what should I do now? You know? And he thought about just kind of going off into the Himalayas and kind of enjoying the the happiness of being free of suffering. But then he was prevailed upon by some other beings who said, you know, it would be good if you would teach us what you know. And out of compassion for others' suffering, the Buddha spent 45 years teaching what he knew. And in that teaching, in those 45 years of teaching, he really got challenged a lot. When you read this, the stories of the Buddha's time, he, it was not easy to uh, guide a large group of monks and nuns and lay people, thousands, tens of thousands, just lots, and to have a, a kind of a harmonious community of students. And, uh, and yet he willingly undertook that because he saw how beings were suffering. So really, these teachings come to us out of compassion. Our suffering, not because the Buddha can relieve us of our suffering, but he can offer us the teachings. The Buddha did his work; he stopped suffering. Now we have to do our work, but we have the teachings of the Buddha to kind of guide us. So it's a do-it-yourself job. So when you understand that the Buddha doesn't, you know, no, I'm not asking anything of you, you know. But if you if you want to uh, aspire. To stop suffering, and then take refuge in the, the, the Buddha potential within yourself, you can understand that it's out of compassion for yourself. You're not, you don't owe anything to me, you don't owe anything to any Dharma organization. It's like, if you care about your suffering, that's the, that's the fuel for your practice. Same you refuge in the Buddha, this is what we're talking about. Taking refuge in a human being, who offered these teachings, taking refuge and the potential within ourselves and taking refuge in the integrity of the teachings to be for you know our own release from suffering. And yet while we are we are not yet Buddhists, we're not yet fully awakened, we can have this aspiration. So when I take refuge in the Buddha in the mornings, you know, it's like I'm affirming my aspiration. I aspire find a refuge in the the Buddha, the potential, and the integrity of the teachings. I aspire to do that. I don't succeed all the time, but that's my aspiration. And that's what it means to take refuge in the Buddha to me.